Welcome back to an exciting episode of The Careful Boys. Woo! And yes, there's a Geo here, there's a Geo. We have a, a, a lady with a massive clit that fits in with us. Oh, how do you know about my clit, bro? <laughs> Welcome to the show, bro. And today we got Brandon Lee in the house. Hey! Uh, just to clarify, he's not the lady with the massive clit that Joe's talking about. <laughs> He's actually really cool. <laughs> so, Brandon, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Doing good. Good, man. Good. Brandon is a undefeated professional boxer, right? 24. So I heard. And you know why? Because every time I look at Instagram, some uh, fighters will pop up because I'm into, you know, the, the male sports. And then um, <laughs> the male sports. When, I, when I saw him, I was like, yes. Because every time I see an Asian fucking push it down, I'm like, yes. I'm too fucking scared to do that shit, but fucking I live vicariously through you, man. Fuck it up, dog. That's the perfect term. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When you see Asian dudes that are like into cosplay and stuff, do you go, fucking <laughs> Like, do you go, I feel like everyone's like, everyone has their own thing. I'm into cosplay. <laughs> hey, good answer. Good no, answer. You're nice, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Are you into cosplay at all? Would you ever consider that? I mean, that's not, my, that's not my thing, but I mean, if you like that, go ahead. Because I, mean, I see Asian dudes at Comic-Con, I'm like, why, man? What? And then and I'm like, hi, Bart. <laughs> Be more like him, dude. Dude, do that kind of stuff. My crew does cosplay for a living. I don't right. <laughs> he goes to there because he's booked to fucking speak at Comic Con and he's judging everybody there. Like, why guys here, man? He's just shaking his head the whole time like these fucking people, I'm these Asian, <laughs> these Asian men. Back to the boxing. Let's uh, back to the boxing. I do want to say though that this is. For Asian person, this is like the equivalent of making it on Joe Rogan. This is a big deal. Yeah, yep. this is a pretty big so deal. You're... <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Asian Rogan show. He's like, fuck, who booked me on this shit? You know what's show? funny though? It's like the first the first thing Anthony asks Brandon is like, hey, you ever seen one of these episodes? He goes, nope. And I was like, I love this dude already. Dude. <laughs> Don't fuck. There's people be like, yeah, man, it was fucking dope. And I'm like, Get your Hollywood ass out of here. You don't fucking know what we do here. Actually, like a year and a half ago, maybe two years, I was at, um, I think I was like a Blaze Pizza or Pyology. And this kid came up to me. I went to, I went to school with him. Oh, and then I, I haven't seen him for a while. And he's like, I heard I heard you on uh, Barquan's podcast. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, they were talking about you. What? And he was like, I was like, what? And then, um. He's probably talking shit? Yeah, that's in the back. He was like, I'll beat his no. fucking ass. That's, <laughs> that's like he's here right now. That's a way to finish. Yeah, he's talking about me. And then, or you guys. I was just here. fucking around, dude. Don't, 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 don't take it seriously. <laughs> dude, he always talks about how he kicked your ass, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> no, 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 it's crazy. No, 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 no. I think he was asking, like, oh, how do I know you or some shit like that? I was like, oh, we just connected through IG. But yeah, I thought it was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, I saw you on yeah, I saw you on the explore page and I'm like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And that's why I think I reached out. <laughs> Instagram Explorer, dude. I bet you anything, cause you guys are liking his videos, that shit pops up on mine. Probably. Well, oh, cause that's where you saw him? Mm-hmm. On the explore page of Instagram. Oh, I'm glad we're talking <laughs> that's about right. this. He doesn't follow me. <laughs> he doesn't follow me. <laughs> he hears about you through the explore page. Oh, but every time you do pop up though, I'm like, mad props, like, like, like. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I get distracted to be honest. There's like a hot girl, and then when they pop up, I get distracted. And it's hard to compete with. I follow them instead. I'm sorry. It's hard to follow. It's hard to follow. You're competing against boobs, man. It's, yeah. it's kind of hard to do. Uh, so when did you when did you get into boxing? Like that's why Gio's here. Thank you. I started training at the age of six, but I've been in the boxing gym since age two, and I had my first amateur fight at age eight. Oh shit. 
shit. Wait, did you say two? I've been in the boxer gym since age two. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, you've been observing, or you've just been fucking around? You've been or fucking like... people up as a top. No, yeah, just yeah. observing, fucking around. Uh, cause my older brother, he's ninety years older than me, so I used to go to the gym with him, mm. and um, he used to be like training, and I used to just watch and you know just trying to mimic him. Oh, that's tight. Was he like your first inspiration to get into boxing? Yeah, by far. Yeah, probably. How come you made it, he didn't then? <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed he is. I huh? think, uh... Asian dad question. what he was saying on the podcast, by the way. I think probably, probably our, our, our styles are totally different. He had more like a puncher style. And, um... I think in boxing. <laughs> oh, you have to explain that yeah, to, yeah. to everybody. Everything that? is punching, Please. right? Because when I hear that, I'm like, that's a punchy style. More like, yeah, like more like a coming forward Mike Tyson style. Like, oh, oh. like aggressive. Gotcha. I feel like my style is like more. I could come forward or I could box. You could do both. Yeah, you I could, could do finesse. Both. Yeah, yeah, it all depends like on my opponent. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like uh, I, I'm so more. not a fighter. So like when you say I can come forward or I can box, <laughs> what does box mean relative? So to box is like I can move around. Like I could be like a Mayweather. Got it. I can move around, okay. I can counter punch. <laughs> or I can be like I can be like a Mike Tyson, like come forward, apply yeah. pressure. So it all depends on my opponent. Um and plus I think I had like more opportunity and more experience in the cause I said I, I had a close to two hundred and amateur fights. Damn. Shit. So so when did your brother stop going then? I think like age he stopped like age sixteen or something. And then he, he started again, he stopped again like a year, year later. Cause he fought you and he was like, fuck that shit, I suck. <laughs> no, I think, I really think that, uh, kind of like what you said earlier about applying that with your son. I think my, my dad was too hard on him at first. Oh. Burnt him out maybe, huh? So he burnt him out. So I think when he, when he started with me, he kind of he went on a different path. Yeah. Every time you win then, does your dad look over to your, your brother and just have a tear? No. <laughs> like, with your regret? He's like, dad, I, I fucked up on the first up. one. <laughs> or does he tell your brother to hop over the ropes? We want this together. We, we, we want this together. <laughs> just crying? <laughs> Is your papa your coach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, since day one. Do you ever look at other coaches and like, yo, pops, that guy's kind of better than you, man. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what this guy does. We went to go see a coach one time. Um, I remember I made my television <laughs> debut back in 2019. And we had hella people reach out to us. And one of the coaches was Buddy McGirt. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's like a big time coach. And uh, he reached out to us and we went to go work with him. For, I think we went like, we went one time. And uh, we worked with him and then we went back home. And we're, me and my dad were talking like, yeah, the same things that I, I did with him, you and I are doing it. So what's oh, the point shit. of switching it up? So that's tight. Yeah. Can, so. can you walk us through like a, a training day or something like that? When I'm in camp or not in camp? When oh. I'm when I'm training. In camp, in camp. Let's do in camp. I wake up five o'clock, go for a run. How long? Just two miles. Uh, come back, make some breakfast, make my dad some breakfast. He'll go to work. What's your breakfast like? Is it like? Diet or is it like cereal? Like kimchi and fucking off chorizo off or what? <laughs> off camp? Off camp. I'll, I'll fucking wake up and make ramen or cereal. <laughs> in, camp, in camp, I'll probably eat like three pieces of bacon, a piece of bread, and one egg. Um, and then I'll probably just chill, go grocery shopping, clean the house. Try to work off my breakfast. And then I'll probably go take a nap, wake up. Uh, you take a nap right after you wake up? <laughs> <laughs> 
I like, I like to sleep a lot. Okay, he's a professional athlete, bro. See, he spends. Put another stand, Bart. He's at the peak performance. He's got a. He's got a champ, dude. That's where you're messing up. So when I wake up from my nap, I love how he has. He he ran, but he hasn't got to the workout yet. It's just just like a chill day. No, dude. When he goes jogging, he beats up every other jogger. Oh. He leaves that out, bro. He leaves that out. The whole path. I wake up from my nap. I'll probably do like. So I also go to Cal State San Bernardino. So I'll probably last semester. I did You're going class. to school too? Yeah. Wow. Shit. So what are you studying? Criminal justice. Oh shit. Yeah. No way. So I'll wake up. Maybe I'll do a class, or I might just skip the class for the day. Nice. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, dude. Good for you, man. I'll either, or last cap. I went out to eat a lot for lunch. So I went to go get like a little steak, some uh, potatoes, some asparagus. And then for dessert, I probably have like creme brulee. Mm. Damn, you fancy. I like that. That's like a solid day, bro. Yeah. Details right now make you feel. How do you crack the cream brulee? Like I just feel like it cracks. So when does the training come? <laughs> so, so this is a better question. Like, what's your? How different is your life off camp versus in camp? Mm. A lot different. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what's in camp and off camp? <clears throat> um. What do you mean? Like for the people who don't know, and me too included. Because one has cereal, one has bacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one, so pretty good. in camp is like everything's serious. I don't go out no more. Because are you training for a fight? I'm or like, yeah, you got to make weight or whatever. So I'm training for a fight. Yeah. I got to make weight. My mentality is totally different. I'm watching more film. Um, I'm not going out. When I'm out of camp, I'm going to Irvine once a week to go eat. I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> nice. yeah. I'm waking yeah, yeah. up whenever. But do you still train like light, like, Right I'm still training. Yeah. yeah, right now I'm still training five days a week, but it's not as not even close as heavy as I'm in camp. So after my class, uh, I'll get lunch, and then after that I'll chill. My dad will come home. We'll work out, and then after that I go run three miles or four miles. So you, you run, run twice, twice a day. A day. Twice oh, a day. See why he needs those extra naps, bro? And that's just not even part of the training. It's just. That's just, you just have to run those two times. It's not yeah. even part of the, the mitts no, no. and. Just to get the cardio, yeah. And then, so that'd be like a Monday. Or that'd be like a Monday and a, or that'd be like, that'd be like a Tuesday and Thursday. A Monday is kind of similar, but I go sparring. So what do you do for fun? What do you do to unwind? After, outside of training. Beat people up? That's that's one side of it, but what's the other What's the other side? Yeah, like your vice. You yeah, know yeah. Yeah. Something I like to do is cook, but I can't really cook when I'm in camp. Why not? Because I'm, I'm, I gotta watch what I eat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like off camp though, you enjoy cooking. cooking yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What's your favorite dish? Like I'll see like chicken wings or something, I'm like, damn, that sounds good, so I'll make that. Uh, but I can make like shrimp tacos, chicken parmesan, nice. um, wings, hungry. whatever. I know. Pasta. Today's video is brought to you by Bombas. Bomba's mission, it's simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be so comfortable that you can't wait to put it on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, Pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them perfect for those cozy winter layers. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bomba's t-shirts are designed with thoughtful design features like invisible seams and soft fabrics and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bomba's underwear, has a barely there feel with second skin support that makes you even forget that they're even there. 
Whoa. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the most requested things at a homeless shelter? That's why Bone Buzz donates one item for every one item that you buy. So far, Bone Boss customers like you have donated 50 million essential items of clothing. So if you want some comfortable clothing for a good cause, make sure you go to bonebuzz.com slash off the record to get 20% off your purchase. That's bonebuzz, B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash off the record to get 20% off. So you got a fight coming up, right? Potentially? Potentially, yeah, March or April, I should be back. Going for that 25 and 0, right? Big 25, yep. What 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 do you feel like is a I don't uh, I don't know what like the tiers of goals are in terms of you know for a fighter in, in your stature like um, what's like a next milestone for you? You trying to buy a tiger? Yeah, no. that's what all the boxers and, and do. And then face tat oh, afterwards. Bro. <laughs> you think about face tats? <laughs> I do want to get a tat. Not not in the face though. Uh, I think winning a world title. World title. Yeah, because I'm already uh, last year for 2021 I won prospect of the year. So I feel like the next step would be. I mean, maybe get contender of the year or win a world title. When you, uh, like each time you're undefeated and you add more and more, does it feel like there's this huge pressure of losing ever? You know what I mean? Um, like, cause it's almost like, like let's say you get to like 30, 40 and it, you haven't had a single loss. Like you always hear fighters go, oh man, that like loss took away. Is that, is he being a pussy when he says that? I feel right now, like if Manny Pacquiao were to lose, it's like who cares? Yeah, he lost so many times already. No, it's, not, it's because, no because he has a, he already has a fan base. Oh, if I were to lose right now, it'd kind of be like uh, he, he wasn't that good anyway. Mm. Kinda, They're oh, so yeah. disloyal, man. Boxing fans are hella. I mean, there's been times not like Laker fans. Where, there's been times where you go to a fight and they'll be let's say you're from let's say you're from this city. They'll be cheering you on, and let's say you're getting beat up. Now they'll start they'll start booing you. Like, it's crazy. Or they start cheering for the other guy. Does that uh, ignite your fire more? Where you're like, "Fuck you, then," and then you just um, go balls to the wall. I do have like a lot of a lot of doubters out there. So I, I, while I'm training, is like, of course I want to win, but at the same time, I have like something to prove. How obsessed are you about your opponent when you're in camp? Do you like think about him every day? I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this man. I do, I do think about him every day, but it's not like I'm gonna beat him up. It's more like, what can't, what can I do that's better than than him? You know. Mm -hmm. So like I look at every aspect. I'm faster than him. I'm taller than him. I'm better looking than him. Hell yeah! <laughs> On everything. Wow. It's interesting what motivates different people because um, we did MMA and our karate teacher did a full contact karate competitions, and he told us that when he went up, the way he prepped is he would walk up and imagine that his opponent raped his sister. So he would walk up to him and say, "Why did you rape my sister?" Oh, and then shit. they're standing together, and he's like. What? <laughs> what? Like he would chant that, like, why'd you work with my sister? Why'd you? Like he would say that. And, and, and the graphic. circuit that he fought in was like, it's called the Sabaki Challenge. It's like very small, right? It's all bragging rights. Like it's, there's no trajectory for that career. But for him, it was like winning a fucking gold medal at the Olympics. Maybe that's like the, you know, I feel like as men, we all kind of have like ego. Maybe that's part of it or something. Yeah, but it's an old school like mentality. I'm going into battle. I'm going like, to kill. It's like method acting, right? but yeah. fighting. He's a Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, of karate. Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that motivate me. A lot of things. But I, I could say that one of the things is like, do I want to eat or do I want to starve? So I guess it kind of be like the same thing. For you, it's survival. Yeah, for him, it's anger. Everyone's motivated by different things. Yeah. For you, it's like, after this, I'm gonna get chicken wings. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> right? And then for him, it's more like, oh, I don't wanna die. Bah, 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 bah. When you're in the zone, what kind of stuff like can derail you? 
Wait, are you working for the other side? The I know. You're gonna trap him. You're gonna, they're gonna watch this shit and fucking trap his ass. Watch out for Bar, dude. If you had a weakness that you could exploit right now, as a boxer, no, what like, would like you for do? Example, like, for example, um, when she used to be on the show very regularly, like, you know, we're, we're both castmates, but we're also significant others, right? So in the morning, we would have a, like, no bullshit policy because we need to bring our A game to whatever our sport that we play, right? Which is common. By no bullshit, like no fighting, like yeah. you keep it. If it's something that's dumb, someone forgot the like toilet seat or just things that it used to, you would nitpick about, it's like, doesn't fucking matter. Let's get our asses here and we're gonna have a good day. That's all that matters, right? Any tiny little thing that we would have usually bickered about doesn't matter. Like for you, is there like a, these are the X, Y, and Z things I gotta do to make sure I have a, like a good day? Or do you like, if you like stub your toe on the couch, like, Fuck, man, fuck my training up or something. Uh, my training's ruined. <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't know. I feel like the day of the fight, as long as I, has a, I have a good breakfast, a decent lunch, I'm good to go. Um, That's all that matters. Like, road rage, someone else See? fucking with Built you. Built different, bro. Doesn't, doesnn't affect you. That's, That's why he's 25 he's, to O. Yeah. And we're O to 25. Thank you. That's the difference, bro. That's why we all suck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I, I had I had my buddy drive up my car. Because uh, he went to my fight. I had him drive up my car. And I texted him. I was like, if anything happens, you crash, someone hits you. Don't tell me until after the fight. <laughs> See? Uh, if you die, stay in the don't home. tell me till after the fight, bro. Dan, <laughs> your next opponent is about, hey, your homie crashed your car. Because <laughs> it's so important to stay in the zone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want no distractions. I don't want I don't want to think about anything that doesn't need to be thought of in the moment. Yeah. How come you decided the pro route instead of the Olympic route? So I would have made the 2020 Olympics. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go to the Olympics. But the thing was that when you turn 17, when you go uh, to... Uh, international tournaments, they take they took off the headgear. Oh. So I figured if fuck if I'm gonna get hit with all the headgear, might as well get paid for it. And I'm glad I, I did turn pro because you know the Olympics got delayed. Yeah. yeah. Good decision. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't get money off of that. Brandon, how many times do you want to fight this year? 2022. Three times. Three times. Yeah, three times. So when you when the headgear comes off, obviously more risk, right? So you got to be like more strategic and selective with. Who you fight, when you fight, how many, how many times you fight? Exactly. Well, uh, so in the amateur games, the dudes I fight with no headgear, you're fighting the best of the best. Everyone from, I mean, you're fighting the best dudes. So you gotta watch your elbows, you gotta watch your headbutts, and let's say, let's say me and Bart fight. You'll kick his ass for sure. Let's say we fight. For sure. Let's say we fight, but he gave me a cut. I can't fight for. I can not Well, I'm supposed to move up because I won. I can't fight tomorrow because now I have a cut. So now oh, yeah. he goes. What? Oh. Even though you beat me? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I think so. at least I think so. Yeah. Wow. Works like this, just throwing elbows everywhere, how, dude. How do matchups happen uh, for you nowadays? Like, how, how does that even happen in the system of that? Um, I have a manager. So my manager handles all that. Are they looking for uh, a specific type of person? They're, they're, are they always trying to go up a ladder? Or are they like uh, are they like training bouts because you know you're trying to go up to another mm -hmm. guy? Like how, how is that systematically? Um, it all depends because so there's four main world titles in the professional boxing game: WBC, IBF, uh, WBA, and WBO. So right now I'm number nine by the IBF. So that so that means that potentially I could fight for IBF world title. In the next couple of fights. You're a top 10 guy now. Exactly. So it all depends which direction you want to go. Um, which one do you want first? I feel like any world title would be, you know, a yeah. huge accomplishment to set. Because, I mean, as soon as you become a, a world champion, you make history books. So mm -hmm. I feel like so I'd be happy to have anyone. Sick. I got a, I got a question. So so you, you're, you're close to your dad, right? And he's your coach. 
What if one day to take it to the next level, you got to get another coach? Mm-hmm. And then what do you think your dad would say? Would you, you think he'll be like, nah, fuck that. We're going to ride or die together. Or would you, would you think he'll be like, nah, you got to do this. Of course, my father always wants the best for me. But I feel like, like I said, I mean, we've already experienced with other coaches. And if it's not broken, why fix it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my father is getting older. He's like, he's going to be 55 this year. He only weighs like 140 pounds. So obviously he can't hold the mitts for me or he can't hold like the heavy punches for me. So I have, I have an assistant coach and he does all the heavy lifting pretty much. I see. But it's his strategy, his like training, his, his, his strategy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he'll be sitting down on the chair and he'll be looking at everything. But at the same time, it's good to have my second coach because there's times where there's stuff that my dad doesn't see that he sees. And your dad was a boxer too? Is no. that Oh, no. shoot. Yeah, it was a boxer. Wow. What, what do you feel like uh, is like your dad's strengths as a coach, specifically him? Um, just being my father. He just knows what to push. Knows, knows what's, I mean, uh, in a, it sounds weird, but like think of me as a robot. He knows what created me, so he knows what I'm capable of. So ah, when I'm, when I'm having sorry. a bad day or something, he knows I'm better than that. So he tells me, he tells me what we need to work on so I can you know. Have you ever trained before and then going hard and look over and it's knocked out? He's like, he's like, motherfucker, I'm trying to show you. There be times where I be fucking jump roping, like going hard. He's like on his phone, like, see? Motherfucker. Or he'll be like, go, like, he'll just get up and go smoke a cigarette or something. <laughs> yeah, that's the- you mentioned you mentioned that there was another coach that entered the picture that you guys were kind of like dabbling about like considering working with him. Who's this other coach? Uh, Buddy McGirt. So he used to be a fighter as well, and um, he's changed, he's worked with a lot of big names. What's the most notable people that he worked with? On top of my head, recently uh, Sergey Kovalev. He fought Canelo. Mm. Yeah, he's a Russian dude. But he's fought, he's fought, he's worked with uh, old timers. Oh, okay. Just for fun, if you could fight anybody in the world, who would it be? Anybody? Probably Logan Paul. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh. Go get that bag. Why? Why? Why, why? why not Jake Paul? Oh no, uh, Jake Paul. Oh, okay. I fight. I fight both. I don't. I don't fucking both care. Both, 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 both the same guy. Why would you fight? Only because Logan like people, Jake. a lot of people think that they're actual boxers, you know? Yeah. And um. Just because you started boxing a year ago doesn't make you a boxer. Yeah. I mean, there's my including myself. We've been doing this since the age of you know six years old, all our life. That's all we know. Yeah. And for them to just hop in the game and and be the main event, I don't think it's right. For the other for the boxing community, do they kind of like look down at that? Like, who the fuck are these motherfuckers? A lot of people do, <laughs> but at the same time, a lot of people are saying, "Oh yeah, it's good for the sport." But at the same time, I'm like. I don't know. It's like it brings new eyes, but at the same time, it, it disrespects all the hard work you guys put in. In a way, yeah. but um, so my assistant coach, he took his son to uh, when Logan Paul fought KSI, and uh, <laughs> Logan Paul was the main event, and then Devin Haney was the co-main event. So yeah, Devin Haney, he's, he's a legit boxer. So, yeah. He's a good boxer. Yeah. I think he's a he's a world champion. He has like a WBC. He has a WBC uh, belt. I guess the, the the crowd there wasn't even watching them any. They were just on their phone, like oh, fucking man. vlogging or whatever. Yeah. And then, when, of course, when Logan fought, then so they're not even here supporting boxing. They're just here supporting. Uh, you just want to see. Does that right. increase the purse though? Like because the sponsorship gets higher, so then uh, therefore that's when it's kind of good for the sport. I really don't know. I did I did hear that Logan Paul or Jake Paul threw an extra fifty at uh, people's uh, purses. On his last fight. That's kind of tight. That's pretty cool. That's kind of tight. Do you think like the Paul brothers get into boxing is kind of like 
Dennis Rodman playing basketball in a dress. Dennis Rodman's good, though. Never mind. He was even better in a dress. Bad example. That is a bad example. But Paul Brothers, you heard it here. Brandon Lee's coming for you. And if that's not cool, we can edit that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know, man. Let us know.